Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 5.09 here in the station. Last hour of the show of the Rob O'Donnell Show today. 76 degrees and partly sunny. So we have the big debate tonight. You planning on, uh, excuse me, I got to move this mic. It might make some sound. There you go. Um, are you going to watch? Are you going to participate? What do you want to see in the debate tonight? Uh, you can text or call in 570-883-0098. I am going to watch it. Hopefully it doesn't drag on too long. Uh, but I'm interested in seeing actual policies, actual things that they want to do outside of the gate moving forward to fix our republic in a better direction. So you're going to have uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy, former South Carolina government, Governor Nikki Haley, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina, former Vice President Mike Pence, former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson, and North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum, who I don't didn't even know who he was until he, I guess, uh, hurt his Achilles playing a pickup basketball game because, you know, everyone has to look young and vibrant. That's the new thing. They have to look young and vibrant. Um, it says he plays pickup basketball all the time, so, you know, I'll take it as his word. But he is at the debate that was questionable earlier when he said he was injured. But he was at the debate earlier on crutches so will he be at the podium on crutches will he you know have some kind of stool or something we'll see what happens there but as we all know former president donald trump is sitting this one out and is going to do something with tucker carlson in uh in opposition of the debate tonight and again i want to see more of a specific agenda driven focus on this because that's where we need to go they are vying for my vote and if you're a republican they're vying for your vote and if you're already settled on that that's fine that's your prerogative to be that way it's your prerogative to have your mindset on who you want i at this point am not and if this becomes a name fest which i i think from Chris Christie has already said, you know, he's going to use this as a podium to attack Donald Trump. You know what? I think the best thing they could do if they want to move forward in this is to forget about Donald Trump and talk about other things. Talk about the things that they want to do. Make the focus them and their policies. If this is, hey, I'm going to attack the guy that's not here. And if you agree or don't agree with him not being here, I see valid reasons for him to be and not be there on both sides. If this was under any other circumstances, I would say absolutely. There's no need for him to be there. There's no need for him to uh, shield the attacks from these people because he is far ahead. But with everything in his personal life going on, everything with these criminal indictments going on, I think it would be a good platform for him to take some challenges and put out what he plans to do in a Trump 2.0 presidency i want to see that and, and i just don't want to see him doing that unchallenged i don't want to see him doing it with a tucker carlson i want to see a vibrant debate and if i hope he chooses later and when the field gets narrowed down to do just that 
But regardless, it's not going to happen tonight. There's eight candidates tonight. I mean, do you have someone you're looking at? I've kind of have been cautious about Vivek Ramaswamy. He even admittedly hasn't voted before he was 30. Um, He's a younger guy. He has good ideas, but are they in line with ideas that he put forth publicly just a couple of months ago or a year ago? I've seen some back and forth. Now, it's okay for him to change his mind. It's okay for him to take a different platform. I mean, if, if that's the route you want to go down, and, and I have looked at that pretty harshly, and I've said to people, you know, he's kind of taken different stances, you know, just a couple months ago where now he's saying what people want to hear. Well, if you look at Donald Trump, Donald Trump was a, a prized Democrat in New York until he ran for president. And even as president, a lot of his policies were very moderate Democrat policies. Or under any other time period in history, they would have been. But because it was Donald Trump, because it was against the Hillary Clinton, because it was against now a Joe Biden, you know, of course, they have to surround the wagons, and he is mortal enemy, number one. But he's changed his ways tremendously. I shouldn't say trained his ways, but changed his persona. You know, he was a, a lifelong Democrat in New York City. He was envied by the Democratic establishment in New York City and the nation. I mean, the Clintons, they were, they were weddings together. So I'm more open to Ramaswamy and his changes. Now, Ramaswamy has come out and said that he will not accept the vice president offer from anyone. So that's interesting. Now, that's what he says now. If it becomes to fruition, will he do that? That'll be interesting to, to, uh, to see. Now, Nikki Haley, I like her international experience. I like her take on those things. Is she presidential? Can she handle the domestic issues that we have now, the, the monetary issues, the economy issues, everything that we have as far as what's going on there? I don't know. That's why I want to see more from her tonight, but I think she'll bring a well-balanced, educated opinion as far as the worldview of what's going on with China, with Russia, with North Korea, with Iran. And, uh, you know, I just saw that North Korea just during this show supposedly fired uh, what they're considering a space launch vehicle. And that's being reported by uh, South Korea News. Now, oftentimes, North Korea mimics its weapons systems and saying they're space-related rockets and such like that when they're really used for to test for, uh, you know, sending nuclear weapons to where they need them to be if, if they need them to be there. So, you know, that's the things that are going on there. As far as Vice President Mike Pence, I, I don't think he brings a whole lot to the table. I, I think he brings that nice guy um, aura about himself, but I, I just don't think that he's established himself as presidential material, either as a vice president or now. Uh, he's been actually very tame during this process of election, of, of campaigning the past year or so. So, you know, I don't expect much there, but he may surprise me. As far as Asa, Hutch- Asa Hutchinson and Doug Burgum, who knows? You know, I don't expect much of at all from them. Um, Asa Hutchinson has taken pot shots at uh, Donald Trump. And, and again, that, that's a turnoff to me during this. I, I, I don't want you to attack the guy that's not there. I want you to tell me what you're going to do. Um, but 
you know, if you talk to people in campaigning, if you talk to people in the political realm, being just simply being a presidential candidate increases your portfolio tremendously moving forward because your speaking fees, anything you do, you're an ex-presidential candidate. So even if you drop out after this first debate, you can still put bill yourself on your LinkedIn and everything else as a former 2024 presidential candidate. That immediately ups your speaking fees, ups your your demand for things. And it's a financial decision. That's why you'll see a lot of these people pour millions of dollars. And Doug Bergen's one of them, the North Dakota governor. He's a you know self-made millionaire. He's, I think, used $8 million of his own money to run here. Why would someone do that? Now it gets matched, yes. And he'll be able to camp, uh, raise campaign funds, which he'll be able to reimburse whatever he's paid himself in there. But if he doesn't reimburse himself in full, if he does not do the things that he needs to make that $8 million back, you have to realize that there's money coming somewhere down the road to him to make this worthwhile. This isn't a, I'm going to spend $8 million of my own money to make the world a better place, to make America a better place, to fix the problems we're having. This is, hey, I'm going to be okay moving forward with this, and I'm a former governor of uh, North Dakota. I'll be a former uh, candidate for president of the United States, and I'll be able to make up that difference throughout the rest of my career, throughout the rest of my life. Again, it's about money and power on both sides. I don't want to hear about the personal issues. I don't want to hear the personal attacks. I want to hear about what's going to make our things better. What's going to make immigration better? What's going to make our economy better? How are you going to attack the deficit? How are we going to deal with immigration? How are we going to deal with jobs? How are we going to deal with the housing market? You know, you've, you've created, you've made this student loan promise that's unsustainable and, and in a lot of cases undoable legally. Well, you know, what are we going to do there? What are we going to do about educational courses? Are we going to hold universities accountable for this gouging increase in educational costs that outpace everything else? And you can't mean to tell me that academia is, is, needs that much more money in, than more than anything other industry in America. Yes, it's well-deserved. Yes, they should be paid well. There is no reason our universities, our colleges and stuff should cost the amount of money they cost. How about we look into that? Rather than making taxpayers pay for people for contracts, loans, that they had nothing to do with because they made different choices. I'm not saying better choices, different choices. They chose to serve in the military. They chose to go to trade school. They chose to, out of high school, get hooked up with a union and, and get a good job there making money. They chose to do whatever. But no one else should be forced to pay for what somebody else does. If you signed a contract for a loan... And if, if, if we're just saying that these people, these students, these people with the loans who are now, most of them are, you know, the last Biden administration bailout was for people almost in their 50s that had advanced degrees. Where's the better training course? I know when you fill out for a FAFSA, when you look at loans, you have to take, it's sort of a crash educational course. It lasts maybe 20 minutes answering questions. I know my kids had to do it. It was not very in-depth. It was not very demanding. Maybe one of the first or high school classes we take is college or higher education financing 101. Maybe that should be in there in, uh, to prepare students for their loans. But I, I want to see a better plan from the, 
the powers that be tonight at the GOP candidates. I want to see specifics. I want to see what they're going to do to make this country better. That being said, Am I late for the whiskey? We're, no, you're not late for the whiskey. We get, we're having a class <sighs> participation for Whiskey Wednesday there. Jake, you there? And does he have that's his? Right. He's, no, he's got his. I brought it in. Mm, this now, this is good. called Sweet Lucy. It's been so long since I've had whiskey. Now, Sweet Lucy mm-hmm. has been a legacy flowing up and down the Mississippi Flyway for years, warming the bodies and souls of outdoorsmen for generations. Born in a duck blind and a frequent companion of duck hunts, various Sweet Lucy was generally homemade elixirs of peaches, oranges, and apricots, which mm. lots of sugar and whiskey. Mm. Great pride would often go be displayed by its maker as the bottle made its rounds for sipping among friends. This was also used by the alligator hunters. Um, you know, it, it's it was made from home with love from scratch, and they kind of, you know, just like moonshine and stuff like that, they challenged each other on how mine's better than yours, and mine has more of an apricot flavor, and mine has more of this. And my friend from Alabama, mm. you know, told me he's I gotta try this. Mm. And you know it's it's only thirty five percent alcohol, so it's seventy I'm proof. Gonna snort it. Yep. But <laughs> everybody, take a sip of it and tell me what you think. You know, just a little sip. Where's my twenty four ounce cup? I, I brought little two ounce cups, and Nikki's Ooh. like, I need a bigger cup. I do. <laughs> That's nice, uh, right? It's yeah. Very smooth. I was expecting since I never drink and especially don't drink whiskey, I thought it was going to yep. go. Perfect sipping whiskey uh, if you mm-hmm. put a nice big ice cube in there, you know, a nice ice, ice mm. ball or ice cube. So am I getting the rest of the bottle to take home as a treat <laughs> today? I don't even know if you can get this in Pennsylvania. I have to. That's the next thing I have to check. Mm. But it's called Sweet Lucy's. Mm-hmm. You know, it's handcrafted in small batches and for a smooth flavor. And uh, the bottle I have also supports a Soldier's Child Birthday Foundation. Mm. A Soldier's Child is a nonprofit, 501c3, that began in 2008. Order me a couple bottles. It's for a good cause. There you go. (laughs) But Sweet Lucy, it was was invented in the duck blinds and the marshes of the south along the Mississippi River. Very smart marketing on their part then. You know, like you buy it, it's for a good cause. I'm doing it for the kids. There you go. Uh, they also make uh, Sweet Lucy Cream, which is this. It's almost like a Bailey's type mm. flavoring with this. Uh, and then they make a Sweet Lucifer. <laughs> now, which is that cre- I don't cre- know if I could try. <laughs> created for your friends that love explosive flavors. Sweet Lucifer <laughs> is our version of a cinnamon whiskey craze. So that's that's where that comes from. Can I get this in a PA liquor store, or did your friend send it to you from Alabama? Actually, it was hand-delivered to me when I was down in Annapolis. He came mm-hmm. up, and he brought two bottles of it, and this is one of the bottles one that I have. One for you and one for me? I am going to check the state store to see if they have it, <laughs> and I will update you the next time you come in for traffic and weather. I deserve a gift for this. There you go. <laughs> But I have more here, and if your two-ounce cup wasn't enough. So what's your, what's your thoughts on it, Jake? I love it. I could definitely tell where the sweetness comes from. And it, it definitely, yeah, and it, it definitely Uh-oh, is smooth. I think smooth, the sip so. kind of put him out. There you go. He, I don't think he drinks like this. I don't. He doesn't put him back like a normal Nanny Coke boy does. Uh-oh. No, this is a sipping. This is a soft, you know. It this, nice. You don't do shots of this. You don't guzzle this. This is just a sipping whiskey, and that's what it's made for. You're in a hunting blind. It's cold. You're sitting there early morning before the sun rises. You have a couple sips of this before you cook your breakfast after the first ducks or geese come in. Um, you know, being a hunter myself, being in that situation, when, when it was explained to me in that way, I was like, I got to try this stuff. Um, but as what about Paul Michaels? Is he in there? Did he, did he give, a, give it a thumbs up or thumbs down? 
I don't know. Ooh, we had the Where class participation <laughs> for everybody. So uh, Should I go out and check if they're all still here? Maybe we were invaded by the body snatchers and somebody didn't come in to tell us or they were fooled by the door being yeah. shut. But, of course, I only brought two-ounce little cups. I have a picture that I'm going to put on social media in a minute so everybody can see. And Nikki, you shouldn't be licking the inside of the glass <laughs> like that. So we, we, we have more here. Don't worry. We have more just in case because you're, you're almost done. So... I am. I asked you, can I have that bottle to take home? I have a kid that's bugging me to buy him a car, and then I need to give him money for a car. And I trying to help him, but off. my help isn't good enough for him. Not give him money, but like advice and stuff like that. And then, you know, I have you that I have to deal with. And yeah, I could use right, a whole I, bottle. It's hard for Nikki to do traffic when I'm here. I'm, I'm handing her <laughs> wires, I'm making all sorts of sounds. So. Um, I make it fun. We make it fun you here at the Rebel Donald Show. And then I get whiskey as a bonus. That's it. And, you know, I brought, this is the first class participation Whiskey Wednesday, so uh, you know, usually I, I just talk about it, post, post a picture of it. But this one I had to bring in to get your guys' thoughts I on it. I expect more in the future. Oh, I want to remind people since we're here, you know, if, if for those of you who don't do whiskey but do ice cream, that ice cream with a cop is getting underway at 530 at Hillside Farms in uh, on Hillside Road in Trucksville. So... They're having the police officers are coming out. They might be doing a scoop off and having all sorts of fun. So if you're just headed home, you got picked up the kids from daycare, want to do something that's a little bit different. They're doing that in Trucksville at Hillside Farms. It starts in just about five minutes. Okay. Thank you for letting me say that. Well, it's 526. It's uh, now time for traffic and weather. If you can put the cup down. And this this Pentella data internet traffic update. Don't drink and drive. Is that enough? Don't That's drink not. and drive. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Uh, and we actually do have a jam on 81 northbound beginning right around the Wilkes-Barre Bear Creek exit. You're going to be crawling all the way to Scranton. We have a, a slowdown on 81 southbound in the Scranton area and some construction still causing issues on North River Street in Plains. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. And it's not available in the state stores here in Pennsylvania. Mm. So mm. we'll have to see the neighboring states if we can get it. Yes. Uh, here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, cloudy and scattered showers, low 52. Thursday, scattered showers and storms possible, high 75. Friday, scattered showers and storms possible, high 80. Saturday, scattered showers and storms possible, high 80. Saturday, Sunday, mix of sun and clouds, isolated showers, high 77. It's 76 degrees and partly sunny now. At 527 at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. Unfortunately, uh, Sweet Lucy is not sold in Pennsylvania State stores. Um, it is sold, however, or it is made by the Pritchard Distillery, Pritchard's Distillery in Kelslow, Tennessee. So if you're down in the Tennessee Whiskey Trail uh, or visiting the Tennessee Distillers Guild or um, the Tennessee Backroads Heritage, it's all in there. As far as, uh, you know, going down there. So make sure you stop by the, the Pritchard's Distillery. And I'm sure you can get it in some places um, close to here and maybe even being able to special order it. So if you go to your state store and tell them to look up Pritchard's Distillery Sweet Lucy, and um, maybe you can get yourself a bottle. But uh, everyone here seemed to give it a thumbs up. Like I said, it's sort of like a, a strong brandy whiskey-like, you know, made with apricots and oranges. And um, I like it. It's a good sipping whiskey. Uh, let's go to the phones now. Have some people waiting on a while. We have uh, Rich from Laughlin on solar power in Pittsburgh. Rich. How are you, Rob? Thank you for taking the call. Good. 
Rob, they didn't uh, mention where those solar cells came from, did they? It says that that energy company put them in. Well, we don't make them, and I would have to bet they came from China. Most likely. I mean, that's that's the reason. And if that's the case, I, I wouldn't have taken one watt from them. Uh, that's made by slave labor. It's made in very, very dirty coal manufactured places. We had abandoned our coal generation, and the rest of the world didn't do it, and we're paying an awful price. But, the, the, you know, the Democrats don't look at it this way, but the Republicans, most of them do. China is our potential enemy. They're trying to outbuild our Navy. They're trying to they spy on everything we build. And why are they doing this, you know? They, they may want to take us over one day. Now, I think we have a more experienced Navy. We've been in several wars. And I think we have NATO with us that nobody seems to add. Uh, look at when, when we compare things, but I, I really don't want anything to do. I know we can't live without China right now, and that's a mistake that was made by the politicians 20, 30 years ago. But I, I, I just say, and I, I, I wouldn't have done that. When I went to Penn State, we did tons of experiments on electric motors, motors that uh, you could check the heat coming off of them, changing the voltage, synchronizing them with the power line. You actually generated power and went right on the power line, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't amount to much because you can't beat the, the, the power company's manufacturer power, but you did experiments, a lot of them, and we learned a lot. And one big thing I remember, when you shut down a generator, uh, they heat up because uh, they were, there's, there's hidden heat in the copper and so forth. And I remember a lot of things about that. And subsequent classes picked up using the same motor and everything to see how long it lasted. There was a lot of things you could do. I guess all that is called nonsense anymore. One other thing I wanted to say, if I may, I want to see all the companies who make electric vehicles, because I don't think it's a long-term thing. I'm not against them. If people want to buy them, they'll, they'll see the problems. But uh, I want to see all the manufacturers paying $150 or $200 tariff coming out of their accounting, not, not pushed onto the people to pay for these charging stations. Nobody paid for the gas stations but the gas station companies. We have people putting in charges that the taxpayers are paying for. And I don't have use for one of those, and I don't think I ever will. So I think the people that get to use these cars should have to, have to pay, or the manufacturers, I mean, should have to pay a fee for, the, for putting these uh, charging stations in. Yeah, I mean, I, I have no problem with uh, holding them accountable for the investments they're making. And you have to think, China is the economic power that it is now because we made it so 30, 40 years ago. You know, we... we, we wanted our goods made in china and we supported all that and it's because of that now that we're in the situation we're in now so these these decisions that our politicians make these policies that an administration makes have long-term effects and we really have to pay attention to them going down the road because the they are you know i wouldn't say potential they are uh looking to have a conflict with us in one way or another in the very near future but but rob we didn't choose to have this stuff made there the American corporations moved all the manufacturing there, charged us the same amount of money as if they made it, and, and got a windfall of money. The American no, population it wasn't just had, that. It was had the no— American, it was the American government who actually motivated companies to do such thing. They, they wanted China to be a big economy to help our economy. They wanted yep. us to steer manufacturing because they knew it could be done cheaper. They knew it could be done more rapidly with the, with the, the, the employee pool that they have there. Th- this was government policy that steered businesses towards China. This doesn't want China. It was our original investments 30 years ago, 40 years ago, that started this monster. Well, just think about it. I, I call different Congress, congressional offices. And that, 
Nobody has done one thing since COVID to change manufacturing and medical supplies. China gets, we get into a true war with them. They could just say, sayonara, goodbye, and we won't have medicine. You'll see a, 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 a mad rush for companies to make basic uh, supplies that we need. It's, it's really incredible. Uh, I don't expect any from, from, from President Joe, you know, but some, somebody should have started looking into this. Uh, what are we paying them for? I'm just tired of hearing we're going to have, we're going to have hearings. We're going to have hearings. Nobody seems to do anything. We, our medicine is a priority. Then the other stuff would, would have to follow. Thank you, Rob. I appreciate all you do. Keep thank, the fight up, buddy. Thank you, Rich. No doubt. Uh, no doubt. Yeah, like 85% of our medicine is made in China, so definitely something we have to start bringing here uh, just in case. And, again, these are steps we need and should be taking just in case. You know, this, that's preparation. That's mitigation. And we're not. And we need to take those steps because they are, without a doubt, a threat to us. It is uh, 541 here at WILK. It's time for Traffic and Weather. I'm not talking until I get another shot <laughs> of whiskey. No, I'm only kidding. It wasn't a shot. It was a sip. I, I can't have... I haven't done shots since I was 23. I was just going to say, I don't think I've done any since I was you know, 23. Come on, 27. I have not At done least. a shot since I was 23. Are you sure? I, I, I'm going to believe you. I will take a so shot and sip it. But I, do, I have not done oh, a shot mean, since I was 23. Yeah, throwing them back, yeah. No, but it was good. It was really good, and I'm not a drinker. So there you go. This Pentella Data Internet Traffic Update. There is a quite a slowdown on 81 northbound starting right around Wilkesbury Bear Creek. You can expect to go not, not a mile above 35 miles an hour between, between Wilkesbury and Scranton. We have... Quite a slow ride into the back mountain as well on Route 309 South Memorial Highway starting around the Rock Cut. It is bumper to bumper and still some delays on North River Street in Wilkesbury and in Plains. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron tonight. Cloudy with scattered showers, low 52. Thursday, scattered showers and storms possible, high 75. Friday and Saturday, scattered showers and storms possible, high 80 both days. Sunday, mix of sun and clouds, isolated showers, high 77. It's currently 76 degrees and partly sunny. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 547, 76 degrees and partly sunny outside. Um, you know, we have North Korea launching uh, what they're saying is a space launch vehicle. Basically, it was a test rocket for a weapon. We all know that. But you also have India, who became the fourth country to land on the moon, first on the South Pole, which, uh, with its uh, Chandrayaan 3 spacecraft. So India is now in the space race, landed on the moon, only the fourth country to ever do so. Uh, let's go on the phones. We have uh, Rich from Plains on the standoff. I'm assuming that's the standoff out in Pittsburgh, Rich. Joe. Sorry, Hello? Joe. Yes, Joe. Yeah, I, it's not coming through uh, when, you're, when you're trying to cue me. Okay. Um, a, a couple of um, comments on your last conversation. Uh, if you remember correctly, um, last November and before that, uh, Congressman Matt Cartwright uh, ran on bringing uh, pharmaceutical manufacturing back to this uh, country. And uh, since he won, uh, we've had crickets. And every time he, he runs an election, 
Um, he picks up on one of Donald Trump's issues and runs on that and then uh, forgets about it afterwards. So I just want to say that. And another thing about 30 years ago, um, when manufacturing was uh, was being sent over to China and to Mexico, um, that was during the Bill Clinton uh, era, and that's what made him look so successful. So selling this country out was what made him successful. And, uh, you know, there, there's a, a, mis, a, a mistaken rep representation of uh, why he was so successful. He thinks his policies or people think his policies were that good, but he was just selling off our, our wealth. Um, but uh, the reason why I, I called is, um, you, and I didn't hear too much about it, there's a, a standoff in Pittsburgh. Yes, it's been going on since early afternoon today. Um, okay. The individual has been identified by a bunch of news cycles, but I have not seen an official um, notification on who he is. Um, he's a sovereign citizen, veteran, and uh, has fired uh, several hundred rounds, taking down two right. police drones, and uh, so far is right. contained and no, no, ser no oh, serious when, injuries. When I hear stories like that, what I think of is red flag law, and gun, gun confiscation. And I, you know, some of these American citizens are getting killed because of gun confiscation and it's going under the, the disguise of, uh, you know, a standoff here and there uh, all over the country. And, you know, uh, people need to start opening their eyes. You know, uh, this didn't happen before, it's happening now. And um, well, this was a, know, this was a sheriff's eviction. The sheriffs went okay. there to evict the individual from uh, I don't know if it's a house, if it's an apartment or what it is, but it was an eviction that uh, uh -huh. turned south. And, and when you deal with things and, and eviction is a domestic incident, when, when you right. look to take someone from their residence, when you look to take someone from their house, it's not there is no simple process to that. It's an emotional right. process. There isn't a process that easily pushes someone over the edge, just like a lot of domestics. When you bring a relationship into the, the account, right. uh, that's right. where this seems to to have stemmed from but this individual okay. does appear to be heavily armed he's taken down two police drones and uh there's been an exchange of gunfire i'm seeing as many as a thousand rounds being fired okay well like i said i didn't hear much about it um but when i hear that and i don't know much about it the first thing i think of is red flag laws and gun confiscation you know uh, and i'm sure they're not all like that but i'm sure some of them are yeah, well, another emotional situation. When when you go to take someone's constitutional right away, uh, it's emotional and it's it's undetermined on how that that outcome. And you have to be prepared for all outcomes. Right, Joe. I appreciate. All right. Your well, call. Okay. Thanks. Have a good one. Thank you. Um, the fifteen U.S. cities with the highest cost of living in America, and again, this just recently came out. And it's kind of, it's, I'm trying to, to be nice about it because uh, my, my former home of New York City is listed multiple times because they considered each borough a city, which I guess based on their criteria and the fact that they do have their own local governments and borough presidents, uh, it could be. But this is from uh, data from the Council of Community and Economic Research Cost of Living Index which measures regional price difference for everyday goods and services in 271 urban areas. Now, I'm going to go through this list for you. New York, Manhattan, Honolulu, Hawaii, San Francisco, New York, Brooklyn, Orange County, California, 
Los Angeles, Long Beach, California, Washington, D.C., Boston, Seattle, San Diego, Arlington, Virginia, Oakland, California, New York, Queens, where I was born and raised, Bethesda, Gathersburg, Frederick, Maryland, and Nassau County, New York. Now, that's the 15 highest cost of living cities in America. What's the common denominator of all 15 of those? They're all Democrat-run cities. (laughs) So are we supposed to go down this road? You have a lot of Democrat utopias in there. San Francisco, Los Angeles, Seattle, San Diego, Arlington, Virginia, Oakland, Bethesda, Nassau County. Nassau County goes both. They they kind of fluctuate between Republican and Democrat, but, you know, they've been inundated by Democrats lately because a lot of their residents have moved to Florida and Texas. But all 15 of the highest cost of living cities in the nation are all Democratic-run cities. But we're all supposed to fall for their better plan. We're all supposed to fall for the way they want to do things because, you know, they look out for the little guy. They, they want to make sure everybody has a seat at the table. We're going to have a, you know, from the bottom-up economy. But yet the 15 most expensive cities to live in in America, cost of living-wise, are all Democrat-run. If that doesn't raise red flags for you, and the cost of living is expressed as a composite index score, based on six weighted categories, housing, utilities, grocery, transportation, health care, and miscellaneous goods and services. That's pretty much living. Housing, utilities, groceries, transportation, health care, miscellaneous goods and services. The 15 most expensive urban areas to live in the United States of America are all Democrat-run. But they have this big plan. They want everybody at the table. They want to help everybody. Everybody needs a hand up. Right? That, that's their mantra. How do they explain this then? How do they justify this? How do they want the rest of us to go down that path of this Democrat utopia when they haven't gotten it right yet? If this is not a reason why in 2024 we should be going down that path, I don't know what is. That's almost every aspect of the 2024 election, minus you know border security, housing, utility groceries, transportation, cost, infrastructure, health care, miscellaneous goods and services. You know, this doesn't even take into consideration law enforcement issues and such like that. New York, come on, New York, Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Los Angeles, Orange County, San Francisco, San Diego, you know, we're, we're reading about all the crime in the Arlington, D.C., Washington, D.C. I mean, the mere fact that Washington, D.C. is seventh on the list means we need to scrap this whole system and start over again. I'm going to post this on my social media because you're going to want to share this. Because how do they say, follow us, we want, uh, we want to be the party for everybody. But the 15 cities we run are the most expensive cities cost-of-living-wise to live in America. It's pretty much a blueprint on how not to govern. It's 556 here at WILK News Radio. We'll be back 
to close out the show in just a few minutes. At 5.43 here at your official weather station, WILK. Again, Bon Jovi, slippery when wet. 37 years old today. His third studio album, though their studio, third studio album, Bon Jovi the Band. And uh, I don't know, makes me feel old. Jake, when's 37 years ago? You can do the math for me. 1986. 1986. 37 years ago today. I remember playing this in my car driving around. Come on. Oh, it's going to make me feel old. But you know what? As old as I feel, my wife feels older. <laughs> She's listening. She's going to beat me up when I go home. All five foot of her. I'll let him fool anybody. She's the boss. Jake's just laughing back there, right, Jake? You've met her. She's the oh, boss. Yeah. She's the boss. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Especially I got no kids in the house. See, it wasn't bad after my son left. Well, you'll be sleeping on the couch tonight. Yeah. I mean, when my son left, it was just me, my wife, my two daughters, and the dog. And both me and the dog were neutered. So we kind of look at each other when they'd start yapping and yelling and, like, just kind of tilt our head and go, Rrr. But uh, now it's just me and her, so I got no shielding. But I, I also don't get it from the from all of them. Well, that's it for the Rob O'Donnell Show today on this Wednesday, August 23rd, 2023. Don't look at it as the week's half over. Look at it as you have half a week to do what you want to do and crush the rest of the week. I enjoy all the interaction today. Make sure you watch the debate. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Hopefully we can get through it. I bring my sweet Lucy with me to get through it. That's it for the Rob O'Donnell Show. God bless. Be safe. We'll do it again tomorrow.